Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Celtic Story is a smash hit theatre production that charts the unique history of the famous Celtic football club. First performed in 1988 as part of the iconic club's centenary celebrations, it returns to the stage with a brand new song penned specially for the show. Celtic did it first. The Celtic Story, from August 31st till September 16th at Glasgow's SEC Armadillo. Tickets available at ticketmaster.co.uk. Start at 40. <laughs> 50. <laughs> right, okay, we'll go again, we'll go again. Trigger warning. Some Celtic players are going to get harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> this is 20 Minute Tims 8. Before we begin, patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims is the place you can support this podcast, get extra podcasts, extra videos, extra writing. There's a massive week. Transfer windows, transfers, the Rangers game, the Champions League draw, it's all happening and we're going to have it fully covered on patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims. But before all that, before we earn the right to do all that... Uh, Stephen Melly, I guess we need to do things like I don't know, beat St Johnston. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be a start, wouldn't it? It would be a start to the season. Yes, <laughs> another another fairly fairly wet performance mm. uh, on Saturday. Was that it was? It seemed all set up. Re- rebound from our exit from the cup. A nice wee home game against bottom of the league, St Johnston. Haven't scored a goal yet in the league. Recently trounced off still in Albion. I think it was four yep. 0 or something. It all the, the stage was set. Celtic, go take to the stage <laughs> in front of your adoring fans. Well, temporarily, yeah. Uh, yeah, a bit of a bit of a damp squid, as we like to say on this podcast. A bit of a letdown. Not good enough uh, performance at all. We'll get into all of it, but my overall feelings on the game itself is, I was all set to kind of come on here and think, well, yeah, maybe we need to calm down a wee bit. Maybe we need to just let the season ease in. Just let let things happen the way they will naturally. We'll get players in this week. We will bounce back, as I said, from the the cup exit. And then we go and serve that up at home. I, I I think it's it's starting to feel like a bit of a shaky start to the season, to say the least. Merely from Ange ball to bland ball. I think <laughs> you guys said that on the the reaction podcast, and I felt the same watching it. Boring. I, I, yeah, uh, yeah. My boy, what have you done to my boy? That's what I was thinking <laughs> watching that's that Celtic team from the fast flowing relentless nature of the majority of Ange's stuff obviously towards the end of the season maybe it went a bit crap last season yeah. it's worth noting that to what was served up at the weekend again and as Stephen says everyone was thinking right Parkhead we can bounce back now remember you and I did the reaction to the Ross County game first game of the season and I said this looks like 
a team in transition. I, at that time, I says, this doesn't look like a team that have just won the treble, busting out the gates under a new manager in a new season, their first home game flag day. I thought, this is just lacking something. And we've just never really, we've never kicked into gear. No, we haven't. You're still waiting for it yet. I think it's just, it's a culmination of everything. It just doesn't quite seem Celtic yet, does it? It doesn't feel like the season's kicked off. We don't have that performance, but... The performance of the weekend was really poor, I'm not going to deny that, but I still think, look, under Ange, we were poor at the start, under Neil Lennon, we were poor at the start, this happens at the start of a managerial reign, but it has to get better quickly, it has to get better quickly, and I'm not defending that performance, because while we do have bad performances at the start of managerial reigns, I was St Johnston at home, a very poor St Johnston, and we should have done much better, we have to be quicker and everything but when the manager's coming out and saying we need to be quicker why is it not happening? Well that that's that is a question right and it's a very a very pertinent question there are more questions to be asked because I agree with what you've said there about managers somehow or sometimes starting slowly and it doesn't always click straight away but might I remind everyone we have gone from in six weeks time we've gone from celebrating the fact that Brendan Rodgers is coming into Celtic as the manager in the strongest position of any manager we've seen in our lifetimes, taking over a treble winning team, a team busting with talent, winning. I mean, the season, the end of last season wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the peak of quote unquote Ange ball. But see, between, I think it was drawn to each uh, with Rangers and losing to them, but won something like 17 games in a row or something like that. There was a couple, it was maybe a draw in there, one each draw in there as well, but we were winning games relentlessly last season. So we've gone from that, we've gone from thinking we need to push on from a position of strength. Six weeks on, we're, we're, talk, we're making excuses about, aye, but you know, managers sometimes start slow and we need five signings in this week or basically <clears> what our title, title defence is going to be completely derailed. Though that's the situation. So why why so have we found well ourselves? In I this? think it's quite it's quite good to accept that because there's no Dubai over the fact that we're crap right now. No, so no, we have no. to we have to then take it one step further and go. Well, why are we crap? And when you watch that game against St Johnson, I know what you're saying, Melly. New managers take time to adjust. Ange took time to adjust. But I think the difference was with Ange, you could see what he was trying to do. The difficulty I've got with Brendan here is everyone just looks terrible, and I think and I don't necessarily think that is Brendan's fault. No. From this game, I think it was a bit more clearer what Celtic are trying to do. And in parts, the first half and then start of the second half, I could kind of see what they were trying to do. We do build up a wee bit differently when we play the two centre-halves and then in front of that there's three again, but the full-backs are wider and then we try and get it to the wide players and then it's a sort of round the corner to one of the guys on running. I could see it happening, but the players doing it just aren't up to it. They quite simply aren't up to it and... While I'm looking at this Celtic team and going, what has happened to the team of last season? This isn't the team of last season. There's so many players in there who probably shouldn't be at the club who are coming on trying to affect games. More on that to come, probably. And these are the guys that we thought we should improve on next year. I'm looking at it and going, would Ange Postacoglu probably would have won that game, but would have struggled without Hattati, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Jota. When you look back to the results last season, I think... Every time we drop points, Jota played in all but one of those games. So we've got the creativity taken out of us, we've got the rock at the back taken out of us, we've got the new sign at the back taken out of us, but I'm still looking for more from the guys that are there. Guys that have been there and probably done it, but they just look done now. But it's but it's St Johnston, is yeah, what, what it yeah, always comes yeah. down to. You know, I find 
I do accept it when you're trying to get new players to do something. So I'll, I'll save what I was going to say for a bit because I don't want to completely change it. But there is an element, Stephen, of you looking at it going, right, oh, that's all very well and good. But we're Celtic, they're St. Johnson. They're having a terrible, terrible time of it. And the players on the pitch need to take more responsibility for how bad some of them were. Yeah, well, copy and paste from last week. What I said last week about the Kilmarnock game was, yes, we are in fairly dire need of signings, but that has only become apparent because of how Celtic are playing. It didn't feel like that, as I said, six weeks ago. It didn't feel like we needed this massive overhaul and massive injection of Not quality. Not to us it didn't, but I suspect it might have been to the manager. Yeah, yeah, well, that, that's absolutely fine. But the, we have we've gone from that and we just can't score goals now. And what I said was that, yes, we do need signings, but... I refuse to believe and I, and I reject this as a reason that we can't beat St Johnson as well that we needed to go out and sign five bits of genuine quality that improve the first team spending 30-40 million quid that war chest we spoke about at the start of the summer we didn't have to do that to score a goal at home to St Johnston. I, I, I flatly reject that I understand mm. that it would have improved their chances of winning that game but let's take a step back and think, wait a minute here, yeah. this is Celtic at home to the bottom of the league and we're failing to create, well, Matt O'Reilly missed a couple of chances, but other than that, we seem to run out of ideas after about an hour. Because and then, you're not asking Greg Taylor to play in goal, you're not asking no, Joe Hart no. to play centre forward, you're not asking Callum McGregor to be a right wing. The mechanics of what you're asking the players to do, it might change in game, but you're still asking them to be Celtic players. I think what we've seen the last couple of weeks, I think, and it's, I'm, no, I'm not starting any great conspiracy theory. I mean, everybody's got their favourite boogeyman at Celtic. But yeah. I, I, I think what we're seeing at Celtic right now is a manager's come in with a new plan and the players are struggling to carry that plan through. I think that's I think that's one thing. And the problem is he's... Brendan would have come in and looked at the squad. Within a couple of weeks, I'm convinced of it, would have said to the board, right, I need five players. I need a left-back, I need a winger. Probably need a centre-forward because Owen Kyogo, I'm not too happy there. Probably need a central midfielder. I would like a goalkeeper and I would like... I don't take your pick, a, a Jota replacement, for example, right? Then it's, it's their job to go ahead and do it. Now, we're now entering the last window, and I think we could all sit here and agree, apart from centre-forward, every key position at the club still needs addressed. That that's, yeah. a, that's a choice we are making, right? And you can weigh up the pros and cons of that choice, but right now as fans, we are sitting here, we're losing a home to St. Johnson. Eh, sorry, we're drawing yeah. to St. Johnson. We're losing to Kelly and we're out of the cup, so we're already one tournament down from last season. The fan expectation that you're talking about six weeks ago was make a mark in Europe. Now it's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> can, can scanning, scanning the pot three teams to see who's the crappest so we don't get. <laughs> we've got a game against Rangers coming up. We were sat in this podcast not so long ago going, yes, Brendan Rodgers, game over for Rangers. And now that we're sitting here staring down the barrel of hopefully maybe no getting the players in, let's touch wood. Hopefully we do get them in. We're now, oh, we don't want to watch it. We'll watch that from behind the sofa. It's like yeah. the, the last six weeks, it's just like they've just kicked all enthusiasm out of what we had going for this for the for the team and for under Brendan. I think that's what's got to me. It's just there's not there's there's no difficult go and sign players, go and yeah. buy players, go and get the manager the tools he needs. And Brendan's made it clear and Ange made it clear as well last, you know, when Ange first came in, it was struggling to click for him, Melian. What was it, October before he won his first away game or something? Yeah, we played Aberdeen on the second of third of October. It was mm. what eight games or something maybe more into the season and like, we'd lost our first three games we think we were drawn at Dundee United at home so it wasn't plain sailing and what was Andrew's complaint about transfers at that time? taking too long it's, it's the same it's almost like for like you've got a manager trying to implement a new style on a group of players wanting players in that can specifically follow his instructions dropping points along the way and putting in poor performances meanwhile the, the transfers are taking too long it's Ange season one for me Brendan season one there's so many parallels there yeah there is and again 
we're kind of stuck here because we're saying, look, Brendan Rodgers is a good manager. Yes, he is, but you're bringing him in. There's fanfare, but there's also fans who are really sceptical about this move, and I completely understand that. But what you have to do then is get people on board and say, look, see if he's here, let's give him all the tools, and see if he fails, then he fails. Mm. But now we're caught in between this. We're leaving it late, and we're thinking, oh, is it bigger deals? But the more, the further it gets down the line, the closer it gets to the deadline. Celtic haven't changed their approach in the transfer market. We're still going for the same players in the two to six, seven million pound bracket. We haven't even got that far. So Brendan Rodgers coming back hasn't changed the kind of players Celtic are bringing in because the winger we're bringing in this week is what, three and a half, four million pound. Mm -hmm. So what's changed here? Pretty much nothing. So go and get him the guys he wants. Go and get him guys in that budget to go and get him because if we're thinking we're going to go out and buy a left back for six, seven, eight million, then uh, another wide player we're getting um, Palmer, then we're going to go and get a goalkeeper, then we're going to get a midfielder. We're not going to be spending more than four million probably the rest mm. of the window. So why can we not go and get these players for him? Again, you're putting the manager on the back foot. And when the game ended the other day, it wasn't the booze aimed at ending Ro- Brendan Rodgers again. It was booze aimed at the board where I was sitting. The board were caught and it's thinking, why do they do this <laughs> to themselves? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't understand. I think we've had this conversation before about how Rangers do transfer business and people will be screaming saying, ah, but we, they, they players are crap. And like, that's fine. You can think what you want. But I'm, I am of the opinion that if we went down and signed Chelsea's reserve right back or a, a, we'd be going we'd be going no bad we go off on paper if we brought in Dessers or signed six million pound for a striker for final we'd be going oh, that's decent decent business on paper so to me players of that calibre are not unavailable early in the window Palma was sat down in front of Michael Beale in May now Michael Beale for whatever reason you can believe him or if you want or you don't want to he decided he didn't want to sign him he didn't like Palma's attitude maybe Palma turned up in a Celtic shirt and Beale went I can't, <laughs> I can't work with this guy but it's a mystery to me why Celtic do this every year, and we've been caught on this. We've been caught napping on the on the early competitions before. It just so happened before it was the Champions League. Now it's the League Cup. Yeah. Well, we were convincing ourselves we were waiting on these big deals that you were speaking about, but it's come apart. You that's specifically, not the case. Aye, well, I, I think I, I, my position. You, son. Yeah, <laughs> my, my position on it was that I was willing to be quite patient about it because the bigger deals probably take longer. Mm. Players have got options and all that. But as we sit here now, this is Monday night. The window slams shut on Friday night. If anyone thinks we're going to go out and spend right, seven million five times, as you said, between now and Friday. Absurd. It's, it's complete. It's, it's never going to happen. I still think we might do it, right? And but even if we do do it, my point is: so say we sign five players at seven million quid, right? Which is fantasy land stuff at yeah. this point, but it's not out of the realms of possibility because one, Brendan wants some two of the money's there, so I don't see any reason why not. But but we're already at the league cup, and yeah, we've already yeah, drawn right. St. Johnson, and we're going to throw what five guys or four guys in at our debut against Rangers. I brought, you know, it's like you should be this. The season has started, and you should be prepared and. Okay, you might pick up one or two deadline day signings, but a new man. If this was not Brendan Rodgers, if this was Pochettino, for talking sake, if we landed some other manager that didn't have a history with the club, I honestly think it'd be unthinkable that we would be dragging these out because mm. he'd be doing what Ange's done. I, going, I this don't, mate, because we've done it with Ange. It's not a new thing, is yeah. it? But Ange not... corrected it, didn't he? Ange moaned about it, and then things sort of speeded up a little bit after that. Now we've went. It's like everyone's relaxed. Ange's gone. It's like everyone's like, oh, thank God he's not here. We can take our time now. <laughs> yeah, the, daddy's out yeah, Dad, no. daddy's gone we can misbehave again the board Ugh, it's disappointing as I said I was quite patient with it but that's because I thought big things were coming mm. and even if they do even if they do at this late juncture 
damage has already been done to the season. You know, irreparable damage in the form of the cup and temporary damage. And I mean, they, a draw at home, uh, a pretty limp draw at home to St. Johnson isn't the end of the world, but off the back of the St. Johnson game, and in my opinion, off the back of the Kilmarnock game, sorry, rather, and in my opinion, Celtic haven't really turned in a properly good performance at all this season. The first two wins were wins, but they weren't great. So we've gotten to this point in the transfer window, but I've left it terribly late again. I think we're just going to be running around on Friday looking for loans. We'll get a loan in from, I don't know, like... Stephen, don't say things like that. Burnley or something like that. I, it's got, I, I have no, no insight. I've just made that mm. up off the top of my head there, by the way. But I can imagine we're just, we get a couple of players in between now and Friday and then... We'll be we'll we'll all be still watching the telly at eleven o'clock on Friday night, waiting for something to come out of Celtic, and then we'll all run to the transfer mark free agents list mm. where we're picking out get Sergio Ramos. What's it going to take to get him? <laughs> and we'll all be running about panicking. So it's it's a bizarre situation for us to be in. I was being patient because I thought Celtic were in a great position. We've got great players. We've got a great manager back and all that. And if, so we we got we got a couple of comments on Twitter. I used we're being dead positive about Brendan Rodgers coming back. I, I, I don't think this is Brendan's fault. No, but but things have things Completely. have changed since yeah. since then. It's not Brendan Rodgers' fault. I don't, I don't think at all. Well, we we can blame him for to a degree with the performances mm. that are happening because he ultimately carries the can. As big as a cliche that is, the manager is you know sort of responsible for for the performances. I will say that Celtic are currently in the midst of a what I would term an injury crisis yeah. at the moment I think the defence is very very poor because it's been severely hit by injuries I don't know how any club can deal with that right enough mm. but at the same time it's not really been the major problem We've only conceded one goal in these two poor performances it's it's creating goals it's, but, it's, but this, it's, is, this is this is I suppose this is what it comes down to again right so when did Carter, when did we get news that Carter and Vicker and Europski were injured last week like they, so we got a, almost a week ago we found out they were injured for and now we know it's two months, but Celtic obviously knew that before. So, we, but we don't have a centre half in yet. No. Uh, but, but Stephen, why we've got the money? We've got <laughs> agents. We've got contacts. We know there's centre halves. So go out and get one. Yeah. Go, out buy, go out and buy one because we're going to bring him in on deadline day and throw him in against Rangers. It's, it's to me, it's just, it's just like an unpreparedness. And I know Brendan has been very positive about the transfer system, about you know all the hard work we've put in place. And I don't think it's a contradiction to say that transfer business isn't just one department do you know there'll, there'll be the scouting team who will have identified the players who create the player lists who populate these lists who speak to the agents and stay in touch with them and all that sort of thing and present players so when Brendan goes I imagine what happens is Brendan sits there at the beginning of the season he says he's seen every Celtic game right so if we take Brendan you're laughing right but take that take that <laughs> his word right take that his word or you have to take the man at face value so he said he's, I've watched a lot of Celtic right he sits down at the beginning of the season and he'll talk to John Kennedy I expect and John Kennedy will go look we were a bit worried about these positions last season. We'll see what you think over the next couple of weeks. Three weeks in, Brendan goes to the, the scouting team going, look, I really need you to find me a left back. I need you to find me a centre mid. All the positions we speak about. Presumably then they come back with the guys. Brendan says, okay, I like the look of him. Then it's someone else's job to go and make it happen. And I think at that point, when it, when it comes to paying the bills, I think at that point it's people going, let's see if we can eke this out a wee bit. Let's see if we can stretch it out a wee bit longer. Yeah. It's, it's disappointing because we thought we'd turn the corner with it, didn't we? Bringing in Alistair Johnson before Juranovic had gone. They'd be bringing O before Jackie Marcus had even gone as well. So we thought we were on the right track. Mm. But look, see if Brendan Rodgers had a came in, people were 
happy about it, people are sceptical about it, that's fine. But see if we had they went and addressed the positions, right, Jota's away, Starfelt's going, we brought in centre-halves, that's fair enough. But if we had they went out and got a left-back, another winger, and what, what are you looking at, maybe a keeper or a centre-mid, and Celtic were going into this season, Brendan Ross going, maybe one more in if we had looked prepared. Because if we had a couple more players right now, like if we had the winger, if we had a left-back, things might be all right because we'd be mm. winning games. But you take these players aren't here and then you take the quality out of the team, you're looking about going, why the hell are we bringing on Burnaby yes. to try and change a why game? Why are we bringing on James up? Forrest? And that, that's the problem. I know in the past, if you look at Ange Postacoglu, and I, I keep comparing them because it was a transition, but Celtic looked to be in a club that's always going to be in transition now. That's mm. the that's just the way football is for us, uh, the way we are in the, the food chain. So be prepared for it. Like Ange Postacoglu's first season, you can rhyme them off. Luke Shaw, Montgomery, Ayeti, Bain. Oh, it was Luke Shaw. Liam Shaw, Scales, Mikey Johnson, Owen Moffat, Ewan Henderson. All these guys, Uruguay, all playing because out of necessity. But it settled down once we got into October. But you're looking at Celtic now. We'll get past all that. I just, we I had a good club, squad. I mean, you guys watch a lot more English football than me. Does this happen in England? Does this? Because even though sh- they've got more money to spend, they've got the money to do it. So it kind of balances itself out. I just don't, I just, I just never seem to see other stories of clubs having uh, to do, in effect, all, well, now that we're, we need another centre half again, all of our transfer business he's done the last week. Well, mm. look, things, things scale up and down, right? I'm not directly comparing the two teams because of the difference in resources. But if you are to imagine, if you like, that Celtic are the Man City, the current Man mm. City of Scotland, both treble winning teams, both different types of trebles, but they both come into this season. Imagine Man City were in this position just now. They'd yeah. started the season abysmally. They'd lost a couple of players. They were running around. They, they were playing guys from like five years ago, playing their equivalent of whoever David Turnbull is mm. and James Forrest and all that to try and Stephen get... Stephen Ireland. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Ireland. Uh, <laughs> Ilano. <laughs> Martin Petrov, do you remember? Yeah. Um, uh, Rocky Santa Cruz, there's another there one. Go. Anyone get any more? Shall we move uh, on? Samurai? Samurai, Sa- yeah. yeah it's good good play play it's good this and we're, yeah. even though we're just listing Man City players Sean from the Ray past. Phillips. Sean Ray Phillips. <laughs> yes, that's good. Anyway, but can you imagine them in this position? And I, again, I feel people about to say to me, aye, but they've got loads of money. I'm not saying Celtic are, are going to be hmm. the, the same. Yeah, for every 10 million they spend, we spend one. Aye, like if you scale oh, it up so and down, we yeah. should be in the position where we can build from a, a position of strength. That's all we ask, really. Because again, as I said earlier, or as I said earlier, how we opened this was we were all sitting here six weeks ago, full of life and full hmm. of optimism that Celtic were in a great position to build on. All we need is a couple of keep players in key positions we weren't necessarily expecting to lose the likes of Jota and Starfield but we should be in a position where we can roll with that somewhat and keep the keep the train rolling because it, we're actually lucky that we got Lagerbjelke in the position we did or at the time in the window we did because what would we have done had that been dragging on as well mm. what would we have done in that game Liam Scales and Iwata at the back unthinkable probably would have lost the game if that was the case so uh, I don't know why we're, we're in this position just now. There are, there are a lot of questions to be asked and a lot of questions that will maybe be put on the back burner until after the window is closed so we can look at it as a whole. But I, I don't know how we've managed to go from such optimism with a good manager in place and good players to... I'd be amazed if... I'd thinking be we need, sorry, just thinking we need, we need repair to the season already and we need five bits of genuine quality to get a game won domestically I, well, well I'm going to go back to the game itself but we've sort of found ourselves talking about the transfers here but I would be amazed if, if Brendan was happy with the, the time things are taking he's no. not going to say it publicly because I think that's a real hot button 
you know, that's the nuclear code. If Brendan Rodgers starts moaning about transfers again, then all of a sudden we are sitting here going, no, this again, man. You know, that's you want to try and avoid that as best you can. He can't do that for himself as well. He, mm. If he did that and threw the, the club under the proverbial bus in that way, he can't do that for his own reputation as well because he's come back into exactly... Yeah, he's, he, that would be like he's come into exactly the same thing that he walked away from mm. all those years ago. So that doesn't put anyone in a particularly good light if he was to do that at this point. There's already... There, there, were, there was always going to be because certain people were quite vocal about not wanting Brendan Rodgers back at the club and that has spilled over now into booze at the end of the game. Now, again, a lot of it will be aimed at the board, but there were people who stayed behind and made sure that they booed straight to Brendan Rodgers' face after the game. We've all seen the video that's doing the rounds. I'm not I, I'm not criticising that. I said at the time, see when Brendan Rodgers was confirmed as a Celtic manager for the second time, I said anyone is free to do that if they like, because it's that that contentious a subject. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna protest against that protest because everyone has that right, such was the depth of the ill feeling at the time. But what I also said was I would prefer it not to manifest itself in the stadium. See, if you want to stick out Twitter like, tweets mm. about how, you know, always a fraud and all that kind of stuff, I, I don't mind that. But I prefer it this early in the season. I don't think it's quite at the to the car park stage just yet because well, it's still early doors. I'm not happy with the performances either. It has been crap. Let's mm. no let's no sugarcoat it in any way. But I, I would prefer if it wasn't quite so get the quite so in. obvious. Yeah, I would, I, yeah, no, I would. I would get the booze in just to keep the pressure on. Keep yeah. the pressure on everybody involved. I think it's. I saw, I saw the the sort of video you're talking about when they were doing like the the parade. The, yeah, the, yeah. What is this thing we do at the end of the game? Thanking the fans. Yeah. I know. I mean, I saw. I've seen a lot of people saying, "Ah, oh, they should just scrap that anyway." And to be honest, I'm pretty convinced we probably should. I mean, I'm, I don't really know why we do it, but I saw it's it for could be somebody's first game that's come over for miles away, man. All oh, right, okay, cool. We do it for the guy who came for his <laughs> first game. Just because you, you get to go every week, but it's a sort of privilege. But there's fans there that only get there once a season, once a lifetime. Mm. There's kids there go to the first game. That's... Well, I'm there. Well, my opinion is more important. I go every week and I, yeah, I get, I get yeah, the volume on about it. That kid may have gone for the very first time, all excited. And, and he, he served up that. Yeah, and he, that, that kid, he or she gets the opportunity to boo right yeah. in Brendan Rodgers' face. How can you take that away from <laughs> him? Yeah, Pay these money, he can boo. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. 
Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Public service announcement. Attention all my bearded troops out there from stubble to mane. If you didn't already know, Manscaped now sells beard products. You heard that correctly. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming changed the game with their Beard Hedger Pro Kit. And now they're going a step further with their brand new Handyman, an electric face shaver for quick and convenient way to achieve a clean-shaven look. Whether you're going to sharpen up your neckline or give your face a smooth finish, the Handyman has got you covered. Go to manscaped.com and use code TIMS for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to go from five o'clock shady. Yeah, baby. No one likes a weird beard. So say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with Manscaped's Beard Hedger. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. Your face is your first impression and your beard is your most important accessory. So make sure you have the right tool for the job with the Beard Hedger. Looking for something, dare I say, smoother? Look no further than Manscaped's new Handyman Face Shaver. Hey, Stephen. Yes, Jamie? You've got a travel size package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code TIMS. Hit the refresh button with Manscaped. The transfers we've kind of said, look, we need to get the players in. But you said earlier on that we should be winning those games. Brendan Rodgers said after it, he goes, well, interestingly, he said after the Kamarnock game, someone asked him, do you need a bit more time to get your system and your players indoctrinated into your system? And he went, nope. Had enough time, we've had the pre-season, they should all be familiar with the roles. Fast forward a week, another poor result, this time against St. Johnson and Brendan Rodgers says they lack personality. The players lack personality. That's a dig. Well, yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, some might say he's addressing directly that to David Turnbull. <laughs> um, for me, I, I can't quite put my finger on what's wrong. I, I can understand, you know, managers try to get a new system, players are still trying to get to grips with it. I think ultimately though it just comes down to far too many players that shouldn't be playing for Celtic anymore and I think the reason these players were looking as looking better than they were was because Ange was the secret sauce we had mm. a brilliant manager there who was getting 150% out of these players whenever they played but now we've got Brendan Rodgers in complicating things a lot with a new system complicating it with different instructions but these players have kind of reverted to type a wee bit so we're looking at David Turnbull Undefensible anymore, indefensible anymore for me, David Turnbull. You said earlier on, Burnaby, James Forrest has become almost a meme in this podcast. But the fact mm. of the matter is, we should not be bringing a guy on to save a game. We had his testimonial a couple of weeks ago. That's yeah. bonkers to me, absolute bonkers. Stephen Welsh didn't of, even play. Come on, keep oh, sorry, not Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, angry. Stephen Welsh, so somebody, guys, I are a strap. Somebody <laughs> said in the Discord earlier on, I'm waiting. Can I wait for the scatter gun to come out? There so we that, go. that fifty cent meme. Would you say <laughs> fuck me for? <laughs> <laughs> not Stephen Welsh. Liam Scales is yeah. like no. Liam Scales, man, uh, just you, everybody knows Liam Scales is not good enough to play for. Like I know he's playing out of this absolute necessity, but. That should be enough's enough. Some of these guys are terrible, man. Yeah, and that's why I mentioned all that list of names of guys that played for Celtic under Ange and then you're lucky if they made five appearances the rest of the mm. season. Things will settle down. Things will 
hopefully get back to normal. But while I'm looking at it right now, I'm going, right, okay, Brendan Rodgers has maybe come in and changed things, but he's not taking away players' footballing ability. Mm. And that's down to the players. And look, I'm not, So what went wrong then? I'm not giving Brendan Rodgers a free pass, but as I said, I could kind of see what he was doing. But the execution of it is absolutely abysmal. Mm. From Liam Scales having 10 touches on a ball before moving it, looking Aye. like he's not got a clue what he's doing. Uh, I'll give Alistair Johnson a pass because it's his first game back and he was flung in, but he got to the byline a good couple of times and cut it back. I thought, oh, I can see what he's doing here. We got the ball to our wide players, put it round the corner and got beyond St. Johnston. So I think it will work. It will fall into place if you shove in a fully fit Alistair Johnson if you shove in one of the centre-halves Carter Vickers and when you shove in Hitati and Tilio and uh, Palmer I think Celtic won that game comfortably but what I'm not happy with is the execution of the players there's no excuse for the coming on in a game and Burnaby just launching passes down the, the line and then cutting across the box and toe-poking it across the box to absolutely nobody James Forrest again coming on just do nothing, absolutely nothing. Then he gets a chance with a clear header, puts it over. A badder, hide and seek champion, learning off the best in Forest. Oh. Uh, David Turnbull, <laughs> look, mate, you've got a left foot, use it. There's so many players, like you said, shouldn't be there. And when things players come back and players come in, they won't be there. But that doesn't excuse the way they're playing. Greg Taylor, Cal McGregor, simple things. Matt O'Reilly, I thought, was the best player for Celtic, but you have to yeah. take some of those chances. Four good chances, two of them, you just have to score. He was passing it back to the keeper as if it was just putting it in an empty net. You have to make sure of these. And if he takes one of those chances, I think Celtic go on to win the game comfortably and can maybe grow into things, but it's just not falling for us now. But that's down to the players. I don't care if Ange is left and the new managers come in and put a new system in. You can still do your footballing ability and there's so many players not doing that right now. Dyson Maeda cutting inside and skying one miles over. The excuses aren't good enough for me. I don't care if a manager's come in and told you to do something different. You go out and do it to your best of your ability and they're not doing that. Quite interesting from Maeda though because we've sort of had question marks of Maeda and the, the thing Melly's talking about was absolutely unforgivable. There's a left foot shot where yeah. he shot into the game brigade. Are you boo? People, people, you know... I'm falling at that football cliche where people go, that's absolutely un unforgivable, right? But I, I feel like you see that sort of thing in football all the time mm. where you've cut across the box, it kind of sits up nice, but before you know it, you're off balance. And it's, <laughs> and it's, just, away, it's just because it's a nil-nil against St. Johnson. It, it, it's swiped away. So, you know, you're thinking to yourself, someone needs to get a goal here. Maeda midweek was saying, you know, uh, he was um, Andrew's, Andrew's style was very, very baked into the way Maeda tries to play and he's trying to sort of change the way he plays and get used to and adapt to Brendan Rodgers' style, which is fair enough, but there are questions over the way Maeda's been performing, especially with Maeda and Abada. Melly's highlighted it plenty of times in the podcast we've spoken about it. But there are some of these players, Stephen, that I, I put out the tweet at the end of the game. That was, we finished the game with half a team of guys that shouldn't be playing for Celtic anymore. Yeah. And you really get the look of that. David Turnbull, for me, is the most one of the most infuriating players I've ever seen. And I think you're allowed to pick on David Turnbull a wee bit more because when he and Atati have both been fit, Brendan has opted to pick David Turnbull. Now, yeah, I know Atati's yeah. injured now, but obviously Brendan sees enough in him and make that decision. It's something I certainly don't see. 
No, as a team, there's no doubt the team is littered with absolute duds just now. That teams or players that, that don't deserve it to be at Celtic at all. But yeah. we, we knew all these guys weren't good enough at the end of last yeah, season as well, didn't that, we? That's my problem. My, my problem is the length of time it takes to Celtic to get rid of these guys. and still again. About, Yeah, it's the transfers again. Look, I, I don't mind signing these players. I, I'm always positive about bringing these guys to the club. And you can call them projects, call them prospects, whatever, whatever it is you want. And regardless of the, the fee as well, people will say that for a 4.5 million Bernabe should be better and I'd, I'd broadly agree with that as well but I don't, I still don't mind t- just taking a chance on these players because some, something has made them stand out and something has brought them to the club and for whatever reason it just hasn't worked out for them see but it's the, the length thing of time. now but I can't see what it is no, no, and I, for all we can praise Ange and say oh, I wish Ange was back that's a stinking signing that's <laughs> up there with yes. one of the worst Celtic signings I've ever seen because he's offered nothing no, but a, a goal no. an absolute dud and if Ange brought him in where does he fit in your system? Because he clearly didn't and now we're playing a fullbacks a bit differently. He doesn't he fit into that either, which means he's not a good player. Well, I th- maybe Bernabe was in the kind of Jackie Marcus mould in that he is so completely different to the first choice that he's worth having around if it works out for him for whatever reason, that that X factor. And Ange was talking about this, um, he was talking about East Asian players as his role at Spurs. He was talking to the English media about it. He mentioned specifically seeing things in players that others don't. And I suppose with that comes risk. Um, it comes with probably great risk because there is a reason... Big four million pound risk yeah, is massive. Yeah, exactly. But for whatever reason, these players have been passed up by other people. Rio Hatati has got to 25 and he's still playing at the, the level he was, which is good in Japan, but he hadn't been picked up by anyone in Germany or England or in that. Do you know so what I think it is, honestly? Honestly, and I was thinking about this midweek, I think the reason that you see that slight difference in the transfer businesses. You need an in sometimes, don't you? you? You need an in. You don't just go to South America and say, hey, I've got 7 million or 5 million or 12 million pounds. Give me your next hot prospect. Yeah, they yeah. don't just, you know, because these deals are done all the time. So when you end up with a player, and as I was relating this specifically to Burnaby, when you end up with a player like Burnaby, you kind of have to ask, how did we end up with him? How, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, how are we going to, was it Argentina we bought him from? I know yeah, we yes, bought him from yeah. South America. We bought him from Argentina. Yeah. How do we end up with the next hot? Pro- how do we end up with this guy who's supposedly something because he's as you turn, he's turned out can be like, to be a complete dud and the the Ange thing obviously got us some contacts in Japan but they weren't always good either. We've got no. Kobayashi here who looks as if he's never going to kick a ball for Celtic. We've got Idaguchi here who looks like he's never going to kick a ball for Celtic. Wow. We've got Awata who's honestly must yeah, who be right. really ruined the fact that that was an option to buy because nothing would have suited him better than six months here. Ange leaves and he gets to go back to Japan. That was Player of the Year. Well, is a good example of what he was I'm their player of the year. To clarify it, it was, was their player of the year when we bought him. Who knows where he is now? Because again, he's he's what he's 26, 27 years old and just sort of floating about, getting absolutely zero minutes at Celtic whatsoever. But that's probably a discussion for another time after the windows closed. But guys like Idiguchi who came, that was it was kind of known that he was a bit of a gamble yep. and that it hadn't worked out for him in Europe before. But Anz probably saw something in him, decided to take the gamble, brought him in, didn't work out. So at Going back to the point I, I, I kind of got away from there was that I don't mind Celtic doing that, right? I don't mind Celtic taking risks because sometimes the reward can be huge. Look at Hatate, the, the example there. Even Maeda, who isn't everyone's cup of tea, but he has contributed massively. Hugo was, what, four million or something like yeah. that, and he's been an extraordinary signing. So I don't mind taking these these so-called gambles on players that might not might and might not work out, regardless of fee, because it's not, it's not my money at the end of the day, but it's the length of time it takes to 
to ascertain whether these guys are going to be good enough and still having them in the team for such a long time. And it's it, Liam Scales playing for Celtic, what, two years after he signed is, to me, unforgivable. I know it's I know it's out of necessity, but that guy, even in an emergency, we talk about having guys who are good for backup and all that, but what happens when they have to play? Yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Even in an emergency, that guy is so... A complete fish out of water in that Celtic team. He's nowhere near the required standard. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. He just Are you telling me lost. we could not have offloaded Liam Scales before now? I don't believe it for a minute. No, that's what I mean. I so don't. I just there's this thing. There's this. There's this. Our transfer business is slower than David Turnbull's thought processes. <laughs> like I don't know what's slower at Celtic. It's my whole point. It's the length of time it has taken to work out that Liam Scales isn't worth having mm. at this football club, and they should have just parted ways at, in the summer. By all accounts. I don't know if Aberdeen can afford them. That's the that's the other problem with being Celtic is that we pay these guys too much. Is that the problem? But because we've got McCarthy, Soro, uh, Ayeti, yeah. all there. Do who wants these guys? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we ruin it for ourselves probably by paying them so much money. Uh, Hatati's a question as well because Hatati caught some heat midweek by you know being disloyal to his employer um, for saying basically or his agents were saying. It wasn't as harsh as the headline made out as it often does. Basically, Hatati's position is, look, I'm not not signing a new contract, but let's see what happens in this window. I'm not I'm not rejecting a new contract, yes. but if you could take it off the table so I could get on with my yeah. day and not sign it, that contract. If yeah. you just put that there, you're going to sign it, put it there, <laughs> uh, and I'll, you don't move it, and I won't move it, and then I'll come back here on Monday, and if that's there and there's a pen beside it, then I'll sign it, but before then I'm not going to touch it. But uh, how do we, I mean, it's unthinkable in a window we you lose Starfelt, Jota, and Atati. Yeah, I mean, we, there was so, bids for O'Reilly during the week as well Bologna supposedly uh, so, sniffing around okay you want to see I know every Celtic player's got their value but again plenty of money we don't need it uh, you, okay you want to see who comes in for you in the window okay we'll let you do that just let you know we won't be accepting any bids yeah. But get, you you don't have to sign the contract if you don't want to. Plenty of time on it, but we're no selling Hatati. Nah, no, no, it's it's the, not at this stage. I mean, the idea that we'd lose Hatati again. What we were saying earlier on about the likelihood of us getting the required quality in at this stage of the window with three days or whatever it is. By the time this goes out, three and a bit days to go until it slams shut. The idea that we're going to address all of the problems is ex- extremely unlikely for me. Almost impossible. The idea that we would add another enormous problem to our to ourselves on top of that by getting rid of Hatati or O'Reilly is completely unthinkable so we can close that there are no outgoings now at mm. all that are anywhere near bothering the top five or six most important players in the team unthinkable. we can't afford to lose no. any more of those get rid of 10 for all I care but none of those guys none of those guys who are of value can go not at this stage it's, it's impossible now the problem we've got is we've got the Champions League we've got Rangers coming up right so it's amazing to me how quickly our promises and how how much hope oh he's Brendan Rodgers is going to come big transfer kitty you're looking at goalkeeper you're looking at left back you're looking at midfielder winger striker you know we're talking about five players straight into that first team all out assault on uh, the Champions all League all out <laughs> replace Jota we've got mega bucks in for Jota we've got mega bucks sitting there anyway repl- and then all of a sudden we've got as you say by the time you're listening to this three or four days and we're going oh we could probably do without a keeper we could probably do without <laughs> this if the transfer window melee Let's play a little game here. If the transfer window goes, don't take the piss. If the transfer window goes as well as you hope it will, right? So don't say seven new players. Realistically, what's your lineup for Ibrox? Because mine is, no no obstacle to this, mine is, we're probably Joe Hutton. I'm already compromising that because I would have wanted a new keeper in, right? Left back. So there's another debut. 
centre back that we've bring in because there's there's another debut. It's unthinkable that we play any of these guys. I think if we don't sign a centre half this week, we will we'll as good as lose. To be yeah. honest, I, th- I think we will desperately struggle. We get, uh, gubbed there the last time. Granted, it didn't mean much. It didn't really mm. mean anything. But there's always the pride of the the derby and all that stuff, right? If you want to apply that to it, but the last one did not go well at all. That was Andrew's fault. Yeah, that was that was Andrew's fault. He checked out. He was working his ticket. But th- that that <clears> team. <throat> Wasn't the strongest imaginable, but it still had Starfield. It still had a proven defender in there. And regardless of what you think of Starfield, like careful what you wish for, because this is what we look like without him and Carter Vickers now. So, um, so I the if we don't want to get a centre half in this week, I'm, it's an emergency for me. So right back, we're going to have Alistair Johnson returning just from injury, right? So there's a midfield. We're going to have Callum McGregor, obviously, who's in a bad bit of form, and we'll talk yeah. about him next. Matt O'Reilly, who's been fine to be honest. He's he's Aye. been absolutely fine under Brendan Rogers. David Turnbull. Unthinkable for me. So you need another signing in there, right? So there's what potentially two more, three more debuts. We, for me, a Yang, I liked him. Looked really positive. I think he's got a lot to offer. We've said that great young player. And for me, it was a no-brainer. He starts ahead of Abada, but I don't think there's any doubt that we're going to sign another player there. We're working on one just now with Palma. So there's another debut for you, Kyogo, and someone on the left hand or the right hand side. So you're looking at Ibrox going potentially four deb- debuts and. You're probably playing David Turnbull. Insane. Yeah, I, I, Turnbull can't play for me. I don't know. Do we then bring in home to sit alongside McGregor? Do we bring in a Watt to sit to alongside To me, that makes McGregor? more sense. To me, sorry to talk with you, but to me, that makes more sense because McGregor's fine. You don't need to make too many changes there, do you? Because home looks quite comfortable in that six. Iwata, in effect, plays that role. That's what he was brought in for. That's what he how he described himself. Callum McGregor can play anywhere in the midfield and Matt O'Reilly in that wee spot he takes up is getting on fine. So you just take Turnbull out, move McGregor up one and you've got a free space there and you've got two signings who can accommodate in that free space. You don't have to do too much there. That's what makes sense to me. Yeah, I still I still don't know if Hattati's got any chance of making it, but if he, he has, then he has to play because what's out of lacking right now is creativity. And we know Abada and Maeda don't do that. We know David Turnbull's not that type of player. And for Kyogo, we're looking for players to make chances for him. We didn't quite do that at the weekend, but I still think that Celtic got into decent positions where we got down the wide area as well. We cut it back, but there wasn't enough players making runs or finishing their chances. Matt O'Reilly's one. We get 19 corners. Yes, 19 <laughs> corners and didn't threaten the goalkeeper once. So we need to improve on that. But even if we do improve on all that, I don't think it will be enough for the weekend. We need massive improvements. We need four guys. Aye, a left back. Unfortunately, we do need a centre half. Plans change because of injuries, so just deal with it, Celtic. We need a left back, a centre half, probably a midfielder and Palmer, and just mm. chuck them in. Because you know what? It can be worse than what's going to happen. I'm not thinking that Rangers are a brilliant team, but at the same time, I think Celtic are really going to struggle this weekend. But See, be honest, I thought Celtic would lose this game anyway at the start of the season. I think that's what's going to happen. Rangers will win their two home games, Celtic will win their two home games, and then it's just it's a fight between how they do the rest of the games. But what we can't have is an absolute drubbing. And look, we could be sitting here, it, it's pretty painful now, we're looking like it's going to be bleak, but we could be sitting here this time next week, a couple of signings in that look good, and look what happened a couple of years ago. Neil Lennon went to Ibrox, looked like Celtic were absolutely toiling, came away with a victory, and Celtic season kicked on. So it's up to Celtic what they do it's, right it's, now. It's amazing, Stephen. Like four podcasts later, 
but we're now Melly's going oh we probably won't win I but <laughs> we've just brought in Brendan Rodgers who we're all raving about we sold Jota for 25 million we've got so much money we don't know what to do with it but we're all we're already adjusting our expectations why? because we don't have the players in we need we need a hero for Ibrox and you did we all agree we need a new left back <laughs> Johnny kind of interesting Johnny <laughs> he's only 36 still, there's, still life, there's still life in the Brendan old Rodgers was left. praising him a couple of weeks ago <laughs> still, still said he was a brilliant player for Celtic uh-huh. I'll respectfully disagree on that Brendan <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, Ibrox rather it feels feels a little bit uneasy at the moment it feels like it could be a potential horror show because the defence again look, I, I don't want to seem like I'm being completely negative about what's been going on just now but the defence is the state it's in at the moment with the nature of the injuries with the concentration of the number of injuries that we've got in the same position it could potentially set us back a good bit. I don't want to use the words like season derailing. I think I said mm. that after the game in our, our reaction that we recorded immediately after the game on Saturday, but that's because I just watched Liam Scales running around under the ball, heading it into people's paths and creating <laughs> chances for the opposition. So I said that the loss of Carter Vickers and Navrotsky at the same time and Welsh and Kobayashi, how does any team recover from that? But we have got a huge game on the horizon. One of those... One of those ones where it could set the tone until we get that back. And I know after that game, we go into an international break and all that. And you know what it can do for the morale of the fans and all that. The, the team's different. I mean, the manager's job is there to, to make sure that that doesn't get out of hand. But it's going to be it's going to make for an uncomfortable start to the season. If we're out of the cup, drawn at home to the bottom of the table and then losing to Ibrox, I think it's going to make for a, a bit of a, an uneasy time for the fans because there's already unrest. There's already visible... Uh, notable unrest there was booze at full time whoever it's aimed at doesn't really matter because all it does is it illustrates that the fans aren't happy about something or other whether it's whether it's just an element that Brendan Rodgers is back and we're not going to take to it again I'm not going to I'm not going to say that that's wrong because it, I honestly I, I'm not sure how much it is that I think you're always going to get this yeah, yeah you're always going to get yeah. this and, Bre- and the only difference Brendan Rodgers makes is he just doesn't have as much a honeymoon period as Maybe another no, manager probably would. not. But, but I think that there's there's maybe a little bit of sort of lasting. The, the Brendan Rodgers thing has has sort of exacerbated that old feeling, maybe from a few years ago, where we could feel things were going off the rails for months, right? And I'm not again, I'm not I'm not making the direct comparison with the COVID season because I think that's silly after just a couple of bad results. But I think maybe maybe subconsciously or as a reflex, we can feel when things don't feel right and we get angry about it re- re- immediately because we found out that few seasons ago that what happens if we don't make our voices heard they don't care it's, they just let it roll on it's the, but for me it's I, I don't tend to jump on these big sort of conspiracy theories about the club We, I just no. don't tend to do it I don't buy into it I just don't think there's like oh these these guys are trying to derail the club for the inside some mad Machiavellian <laughs> plot right I, I don't I don't think it's that case but I'm just reminded like this whole Brendan Rogers thing right even the Remember how dragged out it was, like before he actually done the deal. Like the rumours were sitting about for ages, and then there was like it was re- revealed maybe that he signed on the Friday, but you didn't get the interview to the following. Th- Remember there was like that big yeah, period yeah. of dragging it out, and everything's just been so weird. Yeah. It's just been so weird. It's not been bang, Brendan's back, bang, big signing to go along with him, another signing. The hits keep coming every week. We're dropping another. No, nope. do you know what I mean? It's low key arrival into it with Brendan Rogers. They go away, do the. The overseas thing, really low key as far as the club output was concerned. It was most of it by the play. Not a lot of background stuff. Anything they did put out was all reminiscing and oh, it feels like home and all that weird tone they were trying to strike. And then we start, then the performances don't come and then we're getting injuries and you're just like, this could all be mitigated. 
if you were just more proactive, proactive yeah. if you were just more about it with the manager and people would be more bought in and we could see what what was happening. And it, the whole thing's just been blah. It's just been bland. That it's and been we've lost boring. And we've yeah. lost, 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 really lost players. Jota and we're waiting weeks to replace him. It's, Jota it, was a massive, a great player as well, but a massive personality, a yeah. huge fan's favourite. And he's just gone and hasn't really, that's not really been addressed. We're back to playing James Forrest and all that. You know, yeah, you need, to sw- you need to switch it on. As much as people don't want to believe it, there's, there's a brand with Celtic. There's an atmosphere about the place. There's all these things plug into what Celtic is and transfers are a massive part of it. And it's just again, f- transfers and results are huge and we're not getting either at yeah. the moment. No, and no man is... See, even if Celtic had have beaten St. Johnston at the weekend and look, it wasn't the best performance, we'd still be going, we need players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Brendan Rodgers doesn't come back here after leaving because he thought he brought the club so far to go, do you know what? Let's just do it all again. Let's just wait too long and and I'll just wait for players. He's obviously had assurances, been given assurances and said, I want this to happen. And it's not happened because nobody's going to go into looking to go into a game against Rangers with this squad. Yes, the centre-half injuries can't be helped, but looking around the team, there's still work to be done and I just don't get why we do it. And again, look, you may think I'm changing my expectations, but I just think we need to get through the next week. We need to, ne- This time next week, Everton will be clearer. We'll know who we've got in the Champions League. We'll know what our squad's like. And we'll know where we stand going into the international break. And then after that, that's when things will start to settle down, hopefully. But what can't happen is we can't go to Ibrox and get absolutely pumped. We need to go there and try and... Look, going two points behind us early in the season's no the worst. If we had won all our games and then they beat us in the first game, they go three points clear us. It's still not easily brought back, but there's still plenty of time. And I don't think Rangers are going to go on a winning run where they'll win the no. next 30 games or whatever. So Celtic need to stay in touch here, but we need to try and summon something here and summon a performance from somewhere because under Ange, we get beat off Rangers early on and we thought, you know what? They scored from a set piece. We cannot go there and mm. take a drubbing because that will push them on and then it will take, it could derail us. But at the same time, we could go there and win. Rangers could go out the Champions League this week as well. Things can change in an instant. Celtic aren't playing well, but Rangers aren't in great shakes either. Not to say they'll not come good, but they keep changing their starting lineup. This guy starts, this guy starts. So they can be got at, but when you get Liam Scales in your team, you're going to let in a goal or two. It's um, it's not undoable for Celtic. It's not, no, it's, no. it's not completely done. I think silly to be in this position. It is silly, and for what it's worth, I, I do think we'll do it. I think I don't think it's out with the realms of possibility that Celtic are capable of bringing in four or five players this yeah, week. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's out with the realms of possibility. In the absolute best case. Adidas uh, Friday? Are you well, calling it? No, well, no, I'm just, I can't, I'm, I stopped myself there because for the life of me, I can't think of a good reason why transfers took so long. So I was going to say, I was going to try and placate the viewers and listeners by saying, do you know what, maybe we'll be working on some really special deals and they just, I, I'm not even going to insult your intelligence <laughs> with that. I don't even believe it. So I'm not going to try and make you believe it to make me feel better. Uh, well, all is not lost here. You're right to say that these, as much as I said, it's very unlikely we get all the deals done that we need in the next few days. I, I think that's, borderline impossible to address all of the problems but that's not how transfer windows work anyway you don't no. you don't fix all of the problems in one go because come january there will be different issues there will be different players who have 
played themselves out of form or maybe looked to, to move on. Guys who are working out the club. Haxabanovich has been in the oh. news recently, right? He's been chatting shit on uh, Instagram and all that, hmm. which I'm not particularly all interested in. All up in his in. grill? Yeah, so, so what I would say about Haxabanovich before I move on is that... Cry more? Yeah, cry more. I can't be bored with this social media stuff. It's all very tiresome. Home has been at it this season as well, but... He's been trying to, he has been trying when he comes on. He has been trying to make there things happen. There must be more to that, though, uh, because this is the second manager, doesn't he fancy him for starting nah, games? probably. Eh? But he, if anyone, he has looked the most likely of any of the subs that have come on in the last couple of games to make something happen. He hasn't achieved anything, but at least I he th- has. I personally think there's trying. an element of. I'll show you to no, that. well, maybe. And but I, and I, look, regardless of his motives, that, that he is at least trying in these games. We liked him, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. But it looks like his time's up. Um, so, been know. a year he's been here. Yeah, yeah. That, that's another one. It's, it's rolls into the same chat I was having earlier about the length of time it takes to work out that these guys aren't good enough. I mean, a year, a year's fine, but that that's it. We draw the line with Haxabanovich and Bernabe and, and Turnbull now, who's significantly longer than a year, but. All is not lost. These these things could all get fixed in the next week or some of it could be addressed in the next week. Could get good players in between now and Friday night. We could we could do a job at Ibrooks. It doesn't feel like it just now and that's, and that's a crap position to be <laughs> in. Sound right? more convincing, uh, Stephen. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't feel like it just now and it's purely, it's not because I think they're world beaters at all. Uh, they haven't impressed me at all from what I've seen of them but certainly don't have a defence. They no, simply no. don't have a defence and how do we get wins without a defence? It just seems very unlikely. Joe Hart will need to have the game of yeah, his life. Yeah, I mean he has been good as much I mean, how as many well. times has Carter Vickers been an absolute rock for ah, us, especially yeah. in games like Staff that? Out. I'm worried about him it's a discussion for another time but I'm worried about how long he's been out and then came back played a game and a half and he's, now he's mm-hmm. got another long term injury. First one was an operation then he's come back and now he's got another significant injury. I'm, I'm starting to get concerned about that but overall the club the manager, the players need to get a grip of this soon, right? Yeah. They need to just get a grip of what's going wrong, whatever it is that feels weird about the club to the fans from the fans' perspective. Let's get it fixed somehow because Brendan Rodgers has not. We assumed that Brendan Rodgers came back to Celtic because probably for the right reasons. I mean, he, could, he claims that he turned down jobs in England, turned down Saudi Arabia, and he came to Celtic for what we assume, yeah, for what we assume is the right reasons. Those Burberry belts <laughs> cost a pretty penny. Lose it. Uh, immediately the bell's got the bell's immediately. got to go. I, I don't I don't care who get there's people out there just let me put you in the picture Brendan right from man to man here <laughs> there's people out honestly Brendan there's small people out, man to small man there's people out there Brendan <laughs> who think the B on that belt stars for Brendan <laughs> Brodge honestly why is he wearing a Brendan belt is what people think so it's a Burberry belt it's we know Bentley, it a Bentley belt yeah <laughs> Basda, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> right, don't you, let me fin- let me finish my address to the manager. Get rid of it, Stephen. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, get a grip every day, right? We, yeah. What we assumed was Brendan Rodgers was coming back to this club because he'd been made promises about his transfer budget and the, the running of the club. That's all the things we said when Brendan Rodgers was confirmed as a manager that, that things are going to be better this time around. He is now in a position now where. If he if this goes off the rails, if this goes off the rails any further, if we lose at Ibrox and we take a tanking in the Champions League, because again, we'll talk about that when it comes, but Carter Vickers potentially being missing for at least half of a Champions League group stage. Nightmarish, mm. nightmarish stuff, right? So if we have a disaster in the Champions League and this season doesn't go well, he he is playing with his reputation. He's playing with his career. Yeah. You know, if he if he doesn't do well this season after coming back to Celtic. He's finished. He will never get another job in England if if he fails up here. So he will end up in Saudi Arabia if it goes badly for him. So again, this is all very dramatic and it's still very early days. But what my, what I said up front is is my belief here. 
everybody needs to get a grip of this, arrest this, whatever this is. I, I can't yeah. put my finger on it. I can't quite articulate it. But there's something not quite right about the recruitment, about the playing style, about the manager, about the general atmosphere, about the fan unrest. Fix it, whatever it is, and let's get on with this I, season. As I've been saying all summer long, doing your transfer business, leaving it to last week the window, is a choice. It's a choice yeah, yeah, that yeah. Celtic make. They decide this is how they want to do the transfer business and this is what happens. And as you say, it's the gamble is on some very, very important games and the gamble is getting the players when you need them and the gamble is Brendan Rodgers' reputation and the Champions League and all that stuff. Massive month for Celtic, massive week for Celtic. Next time we have one of these out, we'll have played Rangers, we'll have been... Uh, in the Champions League draw we'll know who our Champions League opponents are if you want to get some 20 Minute Tim's reaction to all of that sort of stuff pre-game and post-game at the Rangers and Champions League reaction patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tim's you will have seen at the beginning we are sponsored by the Celtic Story they have a gala opening night there's still tickets available all proceeds go to the Celtic Foundation that's on Thursday the 31st yeah 31st check out their website for more details but most of all thanks for watching and listening Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.